This is the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. All things Cleveland sports with your host, John Suchan. Well, good afternoon, good morning, good evening. This is the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. It is likely, a, let's see, a Tuesday morning, August 15th, that you are listening to this. We are actually recording this a little bit late on the previous evening, August 14th. So if anything happens as far as news or whatnot, um, Overnight, we will not have that. So, um, but we are here to provide you with all the latest and all the greatest as we talk Browns football, Cleveland sports. And it's been a busy week um, already. The Brownies, I'm going to play a little background music here. Um, the Browns have already been practicing against the Philadelphia Eagles. And let's see here. I'm going to switch it up here. Let's try this one here. Oh, here we go. This is our into space music. Um, so the Brownies have been practicing up there in Philly against the Eagles. They are having mutual joint practices. They had one Monday. They're having one today, Tuesday, and they're having, I believe, one Wednesday. The scary part of the news this past week was that or it's passed on Monday was that Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, and Jack Conklin all were walked off the field. Not sure how serious anything was. A couple of them did come back afterwards, and the news I'm hearing is that all these instances were minor. And so Browns fans shouldn't be panicking quite yet. Though, if you were following social media earlier in the day or earlier this evening, you might be in panic mode or might have been in panic mode seeing that those names were popping up and that they potentially had been injured. So it is, you know, it is football. And this is what happens. Now, Thursday, the Browns are going to be playing the actual preseason game against the Philadelphia Eagles. With the starters now kind of going at it right now and practicing, it's not likely that we're going to see the Browns starters or the Philadelphia Eagles starters playing in the game on Thursday. Again, we'll probably just see a lot of the rookies like Dorian Thompson Robinson, the hyped up quarterback that is drawing lots of attention. Got a lot of buzz going on with DTR and we've got who else we got here? Oh, let's. Well, we had Ronnie Hickman, the safety of the Ohio State, formerly the of the Ohio State Buckeyes. He had kind of a down year down there in Columbus. I'm here in Columbus, and Ronnie Hickman had had a pretty good, solid what sophomore season, and there was a lot of chit chat about him being a high draft pick. But then he got to his junior season and kind of fell off a little bit and he went undrafted. The Browns were smart and brought in the kid uh, undrafted free agent. And he certainly came to play 
the other night on Friday against the Washington Commanders. He did not just get one interception. He got two interceptions and set the, you know, set himself up for potentially being that fourth safety that the Browns are looking for. They've got Rodney McLeod, the veteran they've brought in. Grant Delpit, who just graduated from college. Congratulations, Grant. On graduating from LSU, he missed the preseason game. Always like it when you see these guys go back and finish up, especially the guys that don't get their degree initially, go back and get that degree, that well-earned degree for their education. And um, that's good news for him. The other, the third, the other uh, safety I missed out on was Juan Thornhill, another uh, pickup the Browns got in free agency. Kid out of Kansas City has two Super Bowl rings already. So again, you know, Browns have brought in some really good talent. The word I was hearing today out there in Philly was that both teams were very engaged and the Browns looked much better than they did a year ago. Now, the thing about that is, you know, that comes out in the news and they say, oh, the Browns look much better. But if you go back and you really look at the notes and the the news of the day a year ago when it was here in Cleveland, there was a lot of the same chit-chat about the Browns being as well as Philly. So I think some of this, these are false narratives. People want to create a storyline. So, hey, the Browns are better this year. Hey, they look better against Philly. Uh, You know, we just say things. (laughs) Sometimes we just say things that we shouldn't say just to create the story. So we're not here to create stories on the Johnny Cleveland podcast or the Fanatical Elves Network, which we're part of. We love being part of fans' first sports network as well. And my Johnny Cleveland podcast is one of several great shows that we have on this pat on these uh plat on this platform. And including, let's see, we had the Dog Pound South show with Steve Gill earlier in the day. Well, that was yesterday. It came out Monday. We're gonna have Joel Cade coming up with his What the Elf Was That show later this week. And then he and his uh, contributor, Elliot Cannell, they do a great show of football philosophy and rocket science. Though I am hearing that that name, football philosophy and rocket science, might be changed a little bit to uh, fall in line a little bit more with our brownies. And I think you're going to love the new title that they've come up with. So that'll be coming later this week. We've got Rod Bloom, who brings it every Thursday, Friday morning with the Browns Blitz. And uh, we have our own Fanatical Elf show. Now, this week with the Fanatical Elf show, it's scheduled. Usually we'd push that out on Thursday nights. Well, the Browns are playing Philly Thursday night. So we'll bring the Fanatical Elves. It'll be a pregame Fanatical Elf show. We'll have that on before we get started with the the football game. Last week on Friday, we had our show, Fanatical Elves, our pregame show. It was great. Uh, I was outside cooking hamburgers and hot dogs, uh, tailgating there. We had Elliot down there in Dayton. He, he's down there in the Beaver Creek area. Stopped in at a sports bar that uh, he and some other Browns backers meet up at. And then we had Steve Gill over there in Tennessee. 
Uh, he's always bringing it every week, brings that Southern flair and, and uh, talking about Cleveland Browns outside of the Cleveland, Ohio area. So we just love having his perspective. Um, so we had that show last week. And then um, I said, right at the end of that show, I said, well, you know, there are some showers and thunderstorms up there along the lake, you know, and I live down here in Columbus. So it's always interesting because um, the, the weather is just can be completely different. We had brilliant sunshine down here in Columbus that day. Sometimes it's, it's the opposite. We have storms and thunderstorms and Cleveland is perfectly sunny. So on this day, it was actually a rough go of it for Clevelanders. Uh, they had to wait it out about an hour, hour and a half before they got the game started up there. And the Browns, you know, they played pretty well. I just laugh at the whole this whole first drive that the Browns had with Deshaun Watson marching down the field and going 12 plays. And the narrative is, oh, well, you know, they looked much better and they were really moving the ball and great. Then when you get down inside the 10 and you have a first and goal and you take the first ball down to the four-yard line and the next ball you take it down there with Demetric Felton he almost got into the end zone but couldn't quite get it in there so now you're faced with a third down and one third and goal from the one one and a half yard line you know some we we I know it's preseason but the Browns have had a history of issues under Kevin Stefanski of getting the ball in the end zone in goal line situations where they have stalled. And yes, it's preseason. It doesn't count. It's vanilla. We don't want to give away our entire playbook in the preseason. I get all that. But you just went 12 plays and you can't find a play for your team in a preseason game that's going to push them into the end zone from one yard out. Come on, Kevin. That's just, it blows my mind that that's that we're like not talking about that more or that we want to say, well, it, it's not a big deal for God's sakes, man. It is a big deal because it's a big deal. When we get into the, into the season, we get into the regular season and we're in week two, we're in week three, we're in week 10, and these same things are happening, and they're down on the goal line at the one-yard line or the half-yard line, and we are criticizing and bashing the team and Kevin Stefanski because they can't figure out how to get the ball across the goal line. Either they he tries it, the coaching staff tries to get too cute, or we, the Browns just blow it. I don't know why we can't just say the team – went 12 plays in this preseason game and they blew it. Why do we, we, you're, you're wanting to put, you know, you're wanting to make it seem like it was a great drive. No, I was not a great drive. A great drive is pushing the ball into the end zone, scoring six. That's a great drive. What they did is they went 12 plays, got down to the one yard line and screwed up. Why is no one wanting to talk about that? Are they afraid? What's the difference between, I mean, that's why the Browns are seven and 10 and, you know, seven and what, eight and nine over the last two years. That's why they're, this is, you know, 
why can they, they, they've, they've fought, they have failed. They have faltered time and time again. And those of you who will push back and say, well, you just hate Kevin Stefanski. <laughs> no, I do not. But as a head coach and as the leader of this team, and I don't care that it's preseason, I, I care more about them pushing the ball across the end zone. Fans care more about that. And I think others, you know, need to pay attention to that. You might find it ridiculous. I don't. I don't want to go to a game and see them stall out at the one yard line. You don't fans don't pay good money to go to that stadium and for the Browns just to be ticky tack. Oh, let's just, you know, run two, you know, plays. I mean, the the two plays that they ran, two rushing plays. Okay, the third down play with I think it was with Felton again. They couldn't push it across. The 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 fourth down attempt, they brought in John Kelly, who proceeded to the line blew up and he lost four yards. That this that kind of episode is what just drives Browns fans crazy. And for those of you who are analyzing it and saying how it doesn't matter, it does. It really does. And we'll talk about it, obviously, throughout the season. I just hope and pray that when we get down in those opportunities and the season starts, that we don't have too many of them because, I mean, this is preseason and I'm already, I'm fired up about it. I mean, if you're a Browns fan and you were sitting there Friday night and you weren't pissed off while you were watching that and they couldn't get it in, I don't know what you're thinking. Like if you're thinking, well, it's just preseason. I'm, I'm there too. I get it. But you got your starters in there. You got the Sean Watson who just drove the team down 12 plays. You got starters against starters. That should have mattered more. And for the, you to push it aside and just say, well, wow, it doesn't really matter. Baloney. It does matter. So, all right. Can you tell I'm pissed? I want to see some good football. You know, we're not going to see much when we go into this game against Philly. We'll have Dorian Thompson, Robinson playing. Um, you know, this kid is good. The question that has been posed and the question that's starting to circulate is could he take Josh Dobbs job as the number two backup as the, as the guy to back up Deshaun Watson. He's not, this kid's not ready. And Josh Dobbs was brought here with a guaranteed a $2 million contract, which isn't a lot of money. If the Browns did decide to trade him, they would, uh, I think only give up 500,000, but Browns aren't going to trade him. Uh, you know, there's the outside of somehow, you know, chance that they could release them, but I don't believe that's going to happen. But Dorian Thompson Robinson is here to stay. Now what the Browns want to do with him and, you know, obviously he'll, he's not going anywhere, but, um, you know, Kellen Mond, I think goodbye. I mean, he'll be, we'll see what happens with Kellen Mond. It will be interesting though, going in the next year, you know, stranger things have happened. I don't want Josh Dobbs, nothing bad to happen to him, especially injuries during the preseason. But it is something to, um, people are talking about it. And, you know, Robinson has done nothing. I mean, he's done everything well. His quarterback rating was 142.5. He was 9 for 10 for 102 yards and threw a touchdown pass 
to David Bell. It's good stuff. He's got an attitude. Kind of reminds you a little bit of Baker Mayfield, right? Did you see him flip off the uh, Washington Commanders? No one's talking about that. I was thinking to myself, if 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 that was Baker Mayfield, come on, guys. If that was Baker Mayfield in a preseason game and he flipped off the Washington Commanders, that's all we would be talking about today, right? Dorian Thompson Robinson does it. No one's asking him those questions. You don't see any media bringing it up. Did you see the highlight? When he came off the Washington Commanders, he got up from a play. He flipped them off. <laughs> so it's just, it's it's funny how the how the NFL works. Um, by the way, Baker Mayfield did throw a nice touchdown pass against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, it's just preseason. I get all that, but it really was a nice pass in the corner of the end zone. Pittsburgh did come back and win that game. Suckers. Um, so we've got also, you know, we're going to be watching for Ronnie Hickman, uh, Dewan Jones, the the, uh, the the giant that plays on the right side of the Browns, uh, the right tackle for the Brownies and the second teamers. That second team, that second unit was really bad the other night. Um, I've talked about it a little bit in one of my articles recently with my stock up and stock down on Dog Pound Daily. I've also got an article coming out on Northeast Sports Insiders. Uh, later today, uh, or might even have come out overnight, uh, about just some tidbits that we've already been kind of talking about. But in, uh, part of that whole storyline is, you know, the Browns really second unit kind of faltering. I mean, in that game with uh, Josh Dobbs, the only reason I bring up this whole Josh Dobbs and Dorian Thompson Robinson is that when Josh Dobbs was in there, he, he he that that unit was really bad. They went four, he had four offensive possessions and. It was only, it was the last one they they did score, but no, did they score? I'm trying to think. No, he threw an interception. I don't know. Did they actually score at the end of that? Then that fourth time, um, he threw the interception, and then the Commanders threw the ball back where Ronnie Hickman picked off the interception. Had a, his own interception. Anyway, the first two positions the Browns had with Josh Dobbs, they they were three and out, and it was. It was a really poor job. But, you know, Dewan Jones is getting a lot of playing times. People are talking about him. I mean, James Hudson on the left side is just horrific. I don't know what they're going to do with James Hudson. I mean, they got are they going to release him? What are they going to do? Like, he's just on his backside. He's falling backwards. Uh, Dobbs is being, you know, trying to avoid getting sacked in the backfield constantly when that second union was in. So there is, uh, so there are some question marks there, but Dewan Jones is huge, man. That guy, I mean, I just I just leave him out there on the field. He's they said he's already played seventy eight snaps between two games. That's just an enormous amount of plays. Like he's been out there like almost the entirety of both games, and more than likely it's going to happen against Philly this week. So kids getting a lot of playing time, which is. I mean, I think the Browns want to see really what he's made up, and um, I, I think he's going to be a really good player for the for the team long term. He seems like he's flight of foot. He's a huge guy, but he's got good uh, footwork and um, good technique. And I think he's a big, he's a huge guy. You don't see many guys that big playing the line in the NFL, even at even at the NFL level. So. Um, well, folks, I think we're going to wrap things up here. Um, 
again, this was our Johnny Cleveland podcast, and I, the Browns are going to have a lot more news coming out today, Tuesday. This episode is coming out Tuesday morning, so we will be bringing you all the latest. We'll have a Browns training camp update uh, later today, Tuesday, with all the latest news. Again, of course, today or earlier yesterday, they had Miles Garrett get a little bit tweaked. Denzel Ward and uh, Jack Conklin, which is not good to hear any of those three names. I'm telling you, though, I've said this repeatedly on this show, on this network, on the Fanatical L's network, part of Fans First Sports Network. Denzel Ward, hmm, kid's a walking injury. He just can't stay on the field. And I, between him and Greg Newsom, is supposedly going to be coming back now from his uh, what groin injury, which is a tough injury to come back from. So we'll see. But um, until, um, just again, until next time, uh, make sure that you're following us on Apple, on Spotify. All you got to do is just hit the follow button. And on Apple, you can go down there and you can rate us. You can give us a rating, which would be awesome. And give us a four or five star rating. That really helps project us and put us up there. So when you're searching, when you type in something like Cleveland Browns podcast on Apple, our fanatical elves, Cleveland Browns podcast comes right up. I looked the other day and we were like in the top group right there next to all the other great podcasts that cover the Cleveland Browns. There are a lot of great other podcasts that cover the team, but we also have a great group of contributors from Steve Gill, Joel Cade to L.A. Canal, Rod Bloom. We got a great group. Uh, we get a lot of good support from Cleveland Sports Talk. Uh, we get s- support from Dog Pound Daily. I also, I'm also a contributor to Northeast Ohio Sports Insiders run by Natalie up there doing a great job. They cover all sorts of sport, all the sporting scene up there with the, the Guardians to the, all the high school sports that are going to be starting. They do a huge amount of covering of those games, photographers and great writers up there. So if you get a chance, check out Northeast Ohio Sports Insiders, S-E-O-S-I, just a great, great group. So, all right, folks, I hope you all have a good rest of your Tuesday. This was the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. I'm your host, John Suchan. We will talk to you next time. Go Brownies, and remember to keep smiling. See ya.